Hello and welcome to episode 162 of Section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley, and as always on this episode, I'm joined by Bryson and Jacob. If you missed our episode on Saturday, we counted down the top 10 moments from the Blue Jays season. We went from moment number 10 to moment number 6. Today, we're going to be continuing that countdown and going from moment number 5 all the way to moment number 1. Enjoy. Can't you see? Okay, moving on to moment number five. Jays have just one hit. Simeon goes after the first pitch, high and deep to left. Get up, get out of here, and gone! Game winner for Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon's walk-off home run versus the Red Sox. We have two moments from this series. We could have had three moments from this series, just how incredible this series against the Boston Red Sox was. But Marcus Simeon's walk-off home run to win that, uh, I think it was the first game of the doubleheader against the Red Sox, 1-0. to zero. Um, This, for me, was a moment that I just couldn't believe. I remember you know, watching the TV, and it was one of those moments where you know this game is going to be so huge that you just sit down and have to dedicate all of your attention to that game. Like Kind of like the last game of the season for the Blue Jays, you knew this game was so huge, you just had to sit down and dedicate your entire day to that game. This was this day for these games, this doubleheader against the Red Sox, and I just couldn't believe what had happened. It was 0-0 heading into the bottom of the seventh. The first pitch in the bottom of the seventh, Marcus Simeon hits a walk-off home run, and I just remember standing at the TV just like yelling, like, what? I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, how has this happened? It was just such a magical moment for the Blue Jays, um, and it was a walk-off. Uh, the Blue Jays didn't have many walk-offs this season as you know, as amazing as this season was and as amazing as many of the moments were, um, they blew a lot more games in the ninth inning than they won in the ninth inning or the seventh inning, the last inning of the game. Um, but this was one of those moments where they won it and one of those very exciting moments to watch as a Blue Jay fan, especially when they were doing it against the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and I didn't even realize, like, obviously I knew it was the seventh inning, but it took my brain a little bit more to realize that, oh, this was actually the last inning. And you talk about it being the first pitch of the game or the of the inning. The commercials had ended maybe 25 seconds before that. So the cameras zoom in and then they're already going to the to the outfield cameras to, sh- to show the ball leaving the uh, the yard. It was like uh, if Marcus Simeon comes back, which I'll be honest, I don't think is very likely. But if he comes back, he easily will be one of the MVPs of this team because it will like this team I think needs a guy like him if I'm being completely honest and he would just this moment and this wasn't even his only walk-off like he had this one and there was the one against Oakland but he came up in huge moments and quick shout out to one of my brother's friends he was at the game with my brother and one of them were recording a video saying oh he's gonna leave like he's gonna walk it off here and on that pitch he ended up doing it so little bit of a cool moment but for Marcus Simeon to like really you think his 2020 numbers weren't the greatest he comes here on a one-year deal 18 million dollars and he guaranteed himself a, a very fat paycheck to put it in layman's terms but if you're a Blue Jay fan like yeah you might not get him next season but you had him this year and it was it was a pleasure to watch and really some of these games or most of these games that they won he was a huge factor, and he played every single game. Even if he didn't start every game, he still got into every game, and it was just to see that, like, yes, they didn't end up winning the second game of that doubleheader, but to go into this one with Robbie Ray throwing an absolute gem, to be able to come out with a win on that, even if it was only one to nothing, not the most action-packed game, to come up with a win, it just it, it put a cap on just a, a very amazing uh, homestand. And it didn't even end on that good of a note, like, or on as high a note as that like it even it, it got even better with the Springer home run but for Marcus Simeon amazing moment and you just you hope that you, that if he's able to come back to for the 2022 season and beyond that he's able to put up numbers like this because in a playoff situation when you have 
four or five guys that you can easily rely on to hit 30 or more home runs. I think that they're locked to win the World Series. And I know I keep mentioning the World Series, but like you look at all these good moments, and if they were able to transpire in the playoffs, it could have been a very crazy couple months or, or really month of the season. But yeah, it was amazing to see. And it just it capped off a fantastic homestand. We've already talked about it with Barrios and whatnot and the trades and how the they won that first game. Like this entire homestand, I think we could have had a entire episode dedicated to it. And it's because of moments like this one. That is two World say, Series drops from Jacob this episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, there's yeah. no such thing as a lock for the World Series. The Giants just won 107 games and got eliminated. No such thing as a lock for the World umps Series. Are, uh, the umps were biased in that one. Yeah, horrible, <laughs> you know, check swing call, but still, nothing's guaranteed. You had the, well, first of all, you had last winter the World Series this year for them, and then you're okay. on it for next year as well. Okay, well Two ep- this episode, I love it. Let's not I talk love about it these predictions, you. though, because this year was pretty bad. But it is something that if you keep doing it, you eventually will get right, hopefully, because we obviously want to see that happen. But yeah, for Marcus Simeon, it was just one of many moments. I mean, just to cap off uh, a great homestand like you guys were mentioning, and it came off and it ended on an even better note uh, from what we're going to talk about in a few more topics. I think Jacob already kind of spoiled it, but that's okay. And uh, it was definitely one out of many more for uh, what Simeon did, of course. And we have another moment that we'll talk about with him overall. But just the presence of him this year and pretty much... You know, the impact that he had, you know, Mark, you talked about it. You predicted it, the highest war on the team. You know, he was one of the most valuable players in this lineup, and he was kind of holding the fort down, uh, like when George Springer was out for pretty much most of the year, to, or at least to start off the year, and kind of, you know, when he was in and out of the lineup, Marcus Simeon was there every day. And uh, he was the one with Guerrero Jr., Bichette, and kind of keeping this team alive for until Springer came back and was healthy. So that was one of, you know, as much as the Jays at home this year at Rogers Center was, obviously the time was cut very short, but they at least got to experience some of those moments and get some of that time back. They had a lot of memorable moments and a lot of walk-off home runs, and a lot of them were headlined by Marcus Simeon. So it was just, you know, just the start at the time, because that was obviously their first home stand back, and that's when they were on a roll, and that's when the first kind of, you know, I guess the optimism began for them to be, oh, look, we have a chance at the playoff race. Look at the wild card race. And that's when it kind of began, is after that homestand, that 9-1 and homestand. So that was definitely um, just adding moment after moment together with Marcus Simeon. And, um, you know, just this year alone, one you know, the most fun I think we've had in a long time watching Blue Jays baseball with this team playing every night and uh, all the home runs, all the clutch moments. It was just added to the list, right? And that's why we have this top 10 list here. And uh, it's one of our top moments this year for sure. And there's many more that were even more exciting. And you don't want to take anything away from this one, but it just shows how fun this year really was when you're, you're kind of all putting it together now on a list and talking about it. And you really kind of digest it and realize that it was truly a blast this year with all of them. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing moments of the season and uh, truly an incredible moment to watch. And again, just a moment that makes you go, what on earth is happening here? And uh, something's happening with this team. And I alluded to, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he has another moment on that list, and this moment is coming in at number four. the 200th home run in all-star game history his all-star game mvp award um first off just his home run in that game was one of those top moments um it was crazy i i, I you know you can can complain about joe buck all you want and i'm sure people will but um i actually really like that call because he's Joe Buck's trying to balance, you know, the responsibilities of having to do this on-field interview with Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's mic'd up and talking to him and at the same time is trying to, you know, broadcast the game and do play-by-play. And he just, you know, Joe Buck lets out this exclamation. He's just like, whoa, (laughs) when Vladdy hits that home run. And I think that was all of our reactions to when that happened because it was truly an awe-inspiring home run. It was not a wall scraper. It was not just any home run. It was 468 feet. It went all the way back to the concourse at Coors Field. And we know, 
you know, the course field effect, the high altitude, the thin air, whatever, it went 468 feet. I don't care what you want to say about the environmental impacts of that playing in that stadium. It went all the way back to the concourse. It was an absolute bomb. And um, I think this is one of the moments where Vladdy arrived. I mentioned three homer game as a moment where he arrived fully for Blue Jay fans. And we thought this is real. I think this all-star game MVP was a moment where he arrived on the national and international stage where people, you know, they had already been realizing what he was doing. He had amazing numbers through the month of June. At one point, he was leading MLB in virtually every offensive category as he still was towards the end of the season. But I think this moment was a moment that we can carve out at this moment where he officially stepped onto that stage. Um, And then he won the MVP award after that home run. It's just a moment that makes you so proud to be a Jays fan and um, he's the youngest all-star game MVP in MLB history. And then um, I think a special moment from this moment, um, not to overuse a word, um, but uh, was when um, after the game, when everyone who was an all-star, who was a Blue Jay, Teoscar Hernandez, Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette, they didn't run off. Um, when they were taken out of the lineup, they didn't run off towards the clubhouse and, you know, pack their bags, go home. They all stuck around in the dugout. They all stuck around as a group and hung out and enjoyed the experience. And when Vladdy was getting his All-Star Game MVP award, they all stayed on the field and watched him and then took a picture together afterwards. And I think that's just one of the moments, you know, we've talked about how amazing this team is and how close of a tight-knit group they are. This was one of those times that demonstrated it. You could really see how close they were and how they're really just friends. You know, they're kids just playing baseball together. And it was um, one of the moments, I think, this season, probably the time that I was most proud to be a Jays fan was this Vladimir Guerrero Jr. All-Star Game MVP. And when really the Blue Jays and the town of the Blue Jays and the awesomeness of this organization was broadcast to the entire the entirety of North America and the entirety of, of the world. Yeah, at times like these, you, you just you look back and you think, hey, like that's one of our guys. And unfortunately, Toronto sports, just because of the fact that it's one of the the only Canadian teams in a couple of leagues, kind of struggle or, or suffer from the, the U.S. getting a lot of attention. But when you're, when you're basically on prime TV, everybody's watching you. Like, yeah, maybe not everybody puts as much emphasis on the All-Star break or, or the All-Star game anymore just because there's no World Series implications. This is still a time where everybody's watching to some extent and everybody has this in their mind and when you're able to to go into that situation and perform like as you mentioned that home run was just it, it was launched it, it was destroyed like I don't know how many adjectives I can really use to describe it but it was it definitely wasn't one of those uh, Fenway Park wall scrapers where it just barely got over the pesky pole like it it, it was out of there and it, it shows that like Everybody knew, obviously, Guerrero was the number one ranked prospect when he came up. Kind of disappointed those first two seasons that he was in the league. And everybody knew it. Like, obviously, when you're ranked that highly, everyone expects better than a 270 average and then like a 262 in your second season, although it was 60 games. So I'm not really sure what we can extrapolate from that. But everybody expected Guerrero to be a lot better than what he was in those first two seasons. And to not only do that during the regular season, but do it when everybody's eyes were on you it just it's an amazing moment and excuse me as you mentioned that moment at the end of the game where the the rest the rest of his teammates stay and they don't just leave they they're all there honestly if you're not a blue jay fan you look at that and you think man i kind of want to be a blue jay fan just seeing how much fun they're having and really down the stretch like yeah they didn't end up making the playoffs but you look at how close this group is and how good they are like this isn't it's not like the the mighty ducks or whatever that situation where a team or whatever where it's a team that's not very good but they're or at least starting off not very good and then they're still friends or whatever like no this team is fantastic and they all they all know they're good but they all like to be together and if you're any you know you're an american fan obviously you're scared of the blue jays when you face them but it's one that you you can't help but look and say like i want to be a part of this fan base because it's going to be like the team that they like it's going to be good for a very long time and it's because of guys like this putting on you're on the the center stage and really you take some of the best pitchers deep and and really the all-star mvp like it i know maybe he doesn't win the mvp this season i think he does or at least should but when you're winning all-star mvp you're almost a triple crown winner maybe even a silver slugger i don't know it it'll 
you know, we'll have to see how the season transpires or, or the, the war awards transpire. But when you're put on the center stage and you're able to do these types of things and really show that you're one of the best players in the league, it just can't get any better than that, honestly. And all you really hope is now you can see that a World Series... I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to stop making World Series predictions, but you hope, you hope that things like this can replicate in bigger situations because it's to to have such good players perform at a consistent basis at such a high level it's just it's amazing to see it was and you're on the center stage like you guys were mentioning in the all-star game and that's why it was definitely cool to see and um you know just the impression that he put on and everyone (laughs) everyone knows pretty much the implications with the mvp and how it was likely going to be Shohei Otani, and it still likely is going to be Shohei Otani. But at least Vladimir Guerrero Jr. takes home some hardware. And uh, yeah, he became the first Blue Jay ever to be crowned the MVP of the Midsummer Classic. So first time a Blue Jay has ever won an MVP at the All-Star Game. And of course, the youngest player in MLB history as well to win that award. So he not only did he take home the award, but he also made history while doing so. And um, yeah, I mean, it was cool because you go back to the home run call like you were talking about, Mark, earlier. Uh, Fernando Tatis was obviously being mic'd up while it happened, so that was kind of a cool moment to see too. Uh, him talk to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. when he was rounding the bases, because obviously off the field they're they're known to be very close uh, friends. So that's definitely something that was really cool to kind of have them all together and um, just to show the future of this game's in good hands, regardless all around the league, including Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So and of course the team as well. Hanging out after the game, Mark. I texted in our chat there. You're gonna make me cry there because of all you know how tight this group was, and them going back on the field, taking pictures, being there for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., watching him on the field get the award and everything like that. And it just showed how tight this group really was. So I mean, I know a lot of people don't take a lot from the All Star game, but it you know as Blue Jays fans in particular, I think you know as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was definitely one of the highlights of that, and probably the highlight of it. It was definitely cool for all of us to kind of witness to see him make history, obviously taking the award home and just showing how Boba Shett, Teoscar Hernandez were all there uh, to support him as well. So that's why, and Marcus Simeon, all there to support him as well. So that's why uh, it was definitely a memorable moment for me this year as well. Definitely. Not much more to say on that one. So we move to moment number three. We're so glad to be back at Rogers Center. Little pop up and bare hand catch by Santiago Espinal. Because why not? Yeah, I told you he can play some third base. Acrobatic play to finish it off. Wow. It was Santiago Espinal's catch to finish the ball game in the Blue Jays' first game home. Um, obviously, this was about more than just a single play, more than just a single catch. Um, it was about the whole game and um, everything that led up to it, the two seasons of the Blue Jays on the road and not being able to play in Toronto. Um, and you go back to the start of the game and the ceremony and you have Charlie Montoyo crying on the field and the emotion of that moment. Um, it's just all of it was together. This moment specifically with Santiago Espinal, making that catch to end the ball game. It was just kind of a rupture of emotion for the Blue Jays and for fans watching the game. Um, I'm not going to lie, watching this replay, um, I do kind of cry every time. Um, Like you're saying, Bryce and this team has a knack of doing that and looking back at how special this season was. um, It was such an awesome moment, and I think the emotion of Bichette, at that time, you know, watching that play be made and he's running out onto the outfield grass and congratulating Espinal. The moment of Espinal at that moment, the moment of Jordan Romano, the emotion of him, um, everyone in that time is amazing. The emotion that they're showing. And um, it's also a really important moment in the standings for the Blue Jays. Um, you know, we're saying at that time that the Blue Jays need to pick a push. They're coming home. They're getting this final momentum. This game was kind of the first part of that. And Again, I know we're beating a, a drum and, and uh, you know, we've said this endlessly, but the Blue Jays needed to make a push at this time. They needed to finally make a push in the standings, and that's what they did. This was the first part of it when they went 9-11 in that homestand. So um, I don't know about everything on our list, if it's going to go down in Blue Jays history as kind of a play or a moment that people remember for a long time. I'm pretty certain this catch is going to be remembered for a while and remembered for the emotion of that time with the Blue Jays coming back to Toronto, coming back and doing what they did and being as important to the city as they were at that time at the end of July. Um, I think this game and this catch is going to be remembered for a while. That was, I think, one of the greatest 
catches I think I've ever seen out of a, any Blue Jay. And I know, yeah, Kevin Pillar had probably a thousand catches that were amazing and, and probably better. But this one, I think, was a little different. Like the Blue Jays at that time were out of out of the playoff race, sort of like it wasn't it wasn't as important. I think like obviously you want to make the playoffs, but they weren't really totally in the race. They had just come home. Really, that game, like, man, every time you mentioned that opening ceremony, it's like, okay, I can't think about it because I know I'm just going to have waterfalls coming out of my eyes because it's just to not have that team there for the entire season or, or the entire season up to that point and not there. Really, the, the last time they any of those players had seen the Rogers Center was summer camp in 2020, so, like, early May or June, whenever, whenever it was. I don't even remember. But to finally come back and... To, I guess the storybook ending you to to win your first game back it was it was amazing to see and I you know I, I kind of wish I was there in person because it just I feel like it would have been even more entertaining but I just I remember sitting there and you see that catch and it's one of those things where you're like oh did he like he caught it and, and you're, you're kind of paying so much attention to it and then you're screaming everyone's screaming and then you see Bo Bichette out of nowhere come into the frame and just bolt down over and and congratulate him one of the greatest moments, like I know, as you mentioned, Mark, it, maybe it's not a, a bat flip type moment where everyone's going to talk about it and we're going to see, a, oh, hey, six years ago today, as of yesterday, that the bat flip happened like that. That's not going to happen. But it's one of those things that it, it's more than just your average play. And it's it, it, it was to, I mean, think of it. It ended the game like had that play not have happened. Maybe the game would have ended a little bit differently, but it didn't. And the team, they were able to win. And for Espinal, I mean, honestly, he was a pretty underrated player. You, you don't really expect a ton out of him. Like, going into the season, there was Joe Panic. Last season, there was Travis Shaw and Joe Panic. So you weren't really expecting a ton out of Espinal. But give him credit. He was given an opportunity to play, and he made the most out of it offensively. And his defense is pretty good. I think he only had four errors, and or four or five errors, or but like half of those errors came within a two-day span. So pretty much all season he was fantastic and this this was one of those moments where you think could be good to see him you know here for a long time and he's here for a while too like he's another one of those guys that just will probably stay here for the next four to five or more seasons if things go uh things go to plan but you know you, you hope that things like that can transpire again because for for Espinal really to end the game that way to come and be kind of an underrated player and make such a fantastic catch like yes it was a good moment but it's also a pretty good play too like even if it was the first inning you'd be thinking oh wow that was, you know that's a pretty uh pretty nice play but to have that end the game to have your first game back in Toronto and probably on a perfect note it just it couldn't have gotten any better and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy too like everyone loves Espinal in that clubhouse he's always at that far end with uh Guerrero and uh Guriel Bichette and whatnot like he's he's just as much of the uh, of like that group as anybody is and it couldn't have happened to a better guy 670 days in the making and of course that for me is definitely one of the top highlights of the year if not for me definitely uh the top highlight for me this is just one of my favorite pictures i think i've ever taken if you can see that through the glare guys i was lucky enough to be there and um it was definitely as much as it was fifteen thousand people the emotion throughout the building People who were there, if, whoever's listening, um, know that it was it was real. And just showing the ceremonies and all that, you know, it just shows how special it was the the amount of sacrifices that this team had to make, the organization, uh, the front office, the players, you know, players' families, and of course the fans as well who couldn't watch a, a MLB game and a Blue Jays game for almost two years. And we all know the players being away and playing at a minor league ballpark pretty much on the road basically uh, for two years and families being away from, you know, the players just because they had all the uncertainty of where the heck they were going to be staying. And it just finally all came together. And it definitely was, for me, one of the highlight, if probably the top highlight in my opinion, uh, throughout this year and of course you know you had the Teoscar Hernandez first um, home run of the at Rogers Center of that year as well so it started off good and it started off early and of course the Santiago Espinal grab to finish the game uh, was pretty much you know from what I remember of me reacting to that play um, I think all of us who and everyone even whoever was watching no matter where you were everyone freaked out uh, when that if the, when that's uh, how the game ended in a good way and it was just really good to see and it was kind of a satisfying ending too for the game to end the way it did once he made the grab like that. So 
I mean, it's just something that all year we didn't really know if they were going to have the opportunity to come back. It was something that I think we began talking about in the winter saying, you know, do you think we there's a chance they're back at any point next year or anything like that? And it was just crazy because the times have changed so much since that time or when we spoke about that in the winter, right? So we've come so far as a world and as a country and everything like that uh, throughout the last year now. And, um, you know, things are looking really good from where we are right now. And because of how things progressed over the, uh, the months and all the sacrifices we all had to make as well, this possibility slowly and slowly became likely again. And that's why... Um, it was just a really, really cool moment. And for me, it's something that I'm always going to remember uh, being able to be there. One of my favorite games I think I've ever been to in my lifetime for sure. And it, w- it will be uh, for the rest of the way as well. So I'm just happy it finally all came together and we finally got to see the Jays home. And now moving on to 2022, hopefully this is the last time we deal with this situation and you see them back here for a full season at home and going forward, uh, especially with the team that they have put together on the field and and probably the improvements as well that they're going to make this winter. Things are really looking good for this team uh, towards the future for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, we put out a call on social media on our Section 138 account as well as um, all of our personal Instagrams for the top moments of this season. And part of our rankings are based on that, the frequency by which we got certain responses. Like I can say the number one response we got It was certainly the most frequent response from everyone for the top moment of this season. But I think personally, if I was just doing my personal rankings, this catch from Santiago Espinal, it would probably be at the top of the list. For me, it was one of the best feelings from the season. It was just a moment of pure elation and and pure joy watching that and having all the emotion of that game and the the two seasons before it. It was one of the best times for the Blue Jays. And uh, if we were doing this ranking again based on personal rankings, I think it would be number one. So with that said, let's move on to number two. Basketball, swing and a drive, deep drive, left field, get out of here, What a moment for George Springer. We've been talking about it all afternoon long that this team never gives up. The home run has played a big part of what they've done in this series, in this homestand. And George Springer with one swing of the bat gives the Blue Jays the lead with that three-run bomb. It's George Springer's home run against the Red Sox. Um, This, you know, I just mentioned how highly requested the number one moment was. This moment was also very highly requested. Um, It was the last game of a huge homestand for the Blue Jays. They had two big wins in the first two games of the series, as we've talked about. You know, they had that moment where they scored, what was it, nine runs in one inning in the the fourth or fifth inning against the Red Sox in that first game of the series. And then they have the 1-0 Marcus Simeon walk-off in game two. But then they lose the third game, right? So you're staring down this situation where the Blue Jays, yeah, maybe they take three of four, but also maybe they split this series. And if you're looking at a split, it's kind of an unfortunate end to everything that's going on. So um, thankfully, the Blue Jays come out with a win here, but it was not always guaranteed. It looked really bad for a long time. They were down 7-2 to two in the fifth inning. Um, Vladdy hits a two-run home run, 7-4, to four, but the Sox talk, tack on another run to make it 8-4. We head into the bottom of the seventh. The Blue Jays score two runs. It's 8-6. It's a ball game now, but the Blue Jays are running out of time. And then bottom eight, Springer hits a three-run bomb off Matt Barnes to pretty much dead center. It goes a little bit to the left. There's a fan who catches it and just a moment of pure elation. Um, And, of course, it's off Matt Barnes, of all people, a former college teammate, which is um, just icing on the cake. They take a 9-8 lead, and the Blue Jays win that game 9-8. That Springer home run. Again, one of those moments that's going to be remembered for a long time. Just such a magical moment. Um, just absolute mayhem and ecstasy after this homer. And I think everyone in Toronto felt it as well. And uh, I think we also got to give credit to the bottom of the order because they were able to get on base. Reese McGuire uh, worked Matt Barnes for that walk. Uh, honestly, that was like, I feel like if, if that didn't happen, then we wouldn't have this moment. Thankfully, it it, it did happen. And it was one of those things like it felt different you know like you come back from that that big deficit Ryu obviously struggled and then George Springer comes up and he just he put those those people that think that the contract was a waste he basically put them to bed like it it, it was it was one of those great moments for him and really 
another moment like we talk about earlier in the episode this wasn't even his only good moment or one of his best moments or maybe it was his best this season but there were so many moments that were just like this and for Springer I mentioned the the injury obviously took him out of, of a lot of playing time and he clearly was not healthy for most of September but what he was able to do it just this is I think the guy that the Blue Jays expected in when they signed him and you look at you know I mentioned how Guerrero's and Simeon and Hernandez even Gurriel like all these guys can can hit home runs but George Springer is just another one of those guys and it gave the Blue Jays that win like honestly if if he doesn't hit that there there were two outs so if he gets out then obviously the the rally is over but I don't think that you really look into the bottom of the ninth and and think that they win that game I, I don't I mean you're down I think it was a three-run home run so they were down by two unless you get two home runs out of the top of your order I don't really know if if that happens but for George Springer he won that game for the Blue Jays in the basically when it mattered most he, he had a two straight count with two outs and he was able to take uh, Matt Barnes deep I don't really think that anything else needs to be said other than George Springer is a big time player obviously we, we've seen what he did with Houston in the World Series and throughout those playoff runs he's a big time player he came up in a big time moment gave the Blue Jays the runs they needed and it it, down the stretch he easily like when he was healthy he proved that he could easily be one of their best players and you look at those uh, games like this where at the end of the day you need big time players to step up in a big time moment and he did that he gave the Blue Jays the runs and it just it, it was a culmination of really just a bad Ryu start and everybody kind of wrote it off like yeah okay uh two losses on the the homestand I guess it's not that bad but for George Springer no he's like screw that we're getting that extra win we're going on the road didn't really work they didn't they weren't very good on that road trip to say the least but in that moment at least it was a situation of yeah Blue Jays again we say this all throughout the episode but they weren't done they stayed in games long enough and they were able to win and George Springer was able to to give that team really what they needed. Yep, uh, pretty much the story of the year for them. And of course, that was the first time as well when Springer kind of was really healthy and uh, he kind of got healthy right at the time that homestand started. So Blue Jays fans got to see pretty much uh, George Springer healthy and uh, he hits really well at Rogers Center, even going back to his days as a visiting player with the Astros. So really cool to see and it gives us a lot of... Um, Kind of gives us a good sign of what things are to come as well, as well when he is healthy for uh, for a full year. So that's what I take away from it for sure. And uh, you know, just one out of many comebacks. So we're going to talk about another comeback next as the first moment of the season. So for George Springer, though, um, we know how effective he is. No one needs to more explaining of that of how effective he is when healthy. And you just hope in 2022 that he is healthy every day or for the most part. And uh, we pretty much get that. Uh, for a full season because we've seen when he's played uh, we've seen how good he is when he's healthy and we've also seen him struggle when he's not so that's the problem and that's something that kind of was lingering lingering around from him all the way going back to spring training when he first got injured and you just hope that we're past that now as much as it was you know a season to forget in a way for Springer because of the injuries there was a lot of bright moments to take away from that as well so that's why it kind of showed the impact that he had on this team and uh, what way to cap it off to end off a nine and one homestand, the first homestand back at Rogers center and for George spring to do that. Definitely a special moment for sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about his health for the rest of the season and how that moment was. I mean, you know, like after the all-star break, we kind of had him breaking out a bit and showing what he can do. And especially coming back in Toronto and playing in Toronto. I think that was the first time and the first streak that he really put up of good numbers, but yeah, that homer was a big moment for him and a big moment for the Blue Jays at that time in the season. Um, okay, so we've counted down the top nine moments of the Blue Jays season. We've got one left, but before we get to that, we all have our own individual honorable mention picks that didn't make the cut for the top ten that are more personal picks than those that were requested by the fans. And as I mentioned, we put out that call for moments from fans for their top moments. Um, this moment... And these moments that we're picking as the honorable mentions are a little bit more personal. But Jacob, why don't you kick us off uh, with your honorable mention for a top moment that didn't make the cut this season? All right. So I I was kind of conflicted. And the one that I ended up picking, it has to be Robbie Ray's 14th strikeout against the Chicago White Sox. And honestly, like Robbie Ray, if he doesn't come back, 
still I think he's had one of the better seasons in Blue Jay history but even during this season it just every single game it seemed to be that he was shattering some type of record and Mark you and I were at that game we were watching from the uh, flight deck so we didn't get to hear the grunts but we were able to see it seemed as if I think if I calculated it back when we were there like two-thirds of his of his uh, outs that he recorded were out of or via the strikeout and that last one you, you look at the emotion in it, from him it was to end the inning too so he you know he strikes him out and then he's just pounding his chest uh, screaming as he runs to the dugout and to me like honestly the Blue Jays ended up winning that I think it was in the seventh inning and so in the like the inning later they were able to go uh, I think Alejandro Kirk had a go-ahead hit but just in that moment to see Robbie Ray basically just do what he did all season long and and shatter records I think he's now the the only Blue Jay hitter or or, excuse me pitcher to have that many strikeouts in a game just to see things like that in person it's one of those things that you just you love to see and I I think another type of situation you know there are a few home runs that I would look at as some of the things that I personally like the best but I think this because I was able to see this in person and because it was just such a good moment to see Robbie Ray just basically have one of the best starts of his season it's just to me I think that's just makes it a little bit more meaningful yeah and Bryson you missed out on that one you didn't get tickets with us to see it unfortunately but we got last minute takes and one more observation on that we were at the flight deck and I think only one ball was hit to center field by the Blue Jays uh by by the White Sox to Randall Grishik in center field so we thought it would be a great place to watch a game and it was it was very scenic and a beautiful place to watch the Blue Jays but there was only one ball hit to center field because Robbie Ray struck out 14 batters. And it was actually the final out of the game, I think, that Randall Grisha caught in center field. So, yeah, very cool moment this season. Definitely disappointed that I had to work that night, but it's okay. And uh, I got to watch the game with you guys the night prior, even though the game wasn't the greatest when all three of us went. So, I mean, that was good for you guys as well to be there for that moment as well. And uh, for my kind of honorable mentions, I have a couple I, they're not any of yours, Mark. I know what your honorable mention is, so I made sure that was a thing, and it's kind of this one's going to be kind of rapid fire to make it very quick. So, first of all, the first honorable mention I have is the home run jacket. I just think that was cool for them to kind of introduce and show the different types of countries and the diversity around the team, and just kind of shows how you know it made the group even closer. I think, and it was something that was a cool tradition. The pitchers started to wear it at the end of the year. I really enjoyed that. The second honorable mention was the the game at Fenway Park. Uh, I believe it was on June thirteenth when we and we kind of briefly mentioned it uh, when the Jays what was it eighteen four uh, eighteen to four when uh, seven different Jays go uh, hit a home run in that and of course uh, Teoscar Hernandez I think hit two home runs so and they also made a record as that or they made a new record eight home runs marked the new record for a visiting team at Fenway Park so that's why I have that as a definitely an honorable mention the third one was Marcus Simeon pretty much making a record as well a, a new single season record for home runs by a primary second baseman uh, which was uh, finished off at 45 we know how important Simeon was to this team and we all know we hope that he stays we have our fingers crossed on that but you know if this was his only season as a full-time second baseman at least he made history doing so so that's why um, that's definitely a reason for me and an honorable mention for sure and the last one uh, was for me just to kind of you know end things off on a good note was when Tanner Roark was designated for assignment that is an honorable mention for me as well for the diesel truck Uh, I think that was just a a cool honorable mention I don't know if you guys were going to mention that at all so I had to get that out of the way for sure those are my honorable mentions well, first off, you kind of cheated by picking four, but I'll let it slide. We'll we'll treat the one with the Red Sox, uh, the eighteen to four win, as a real one because that's an there actual game and and play and moment for the Blue Jays. But yeah, I did not have Tanner Rourke being DFA'd on my radar or Tyler Chatwood as well. I know when I put the call out and when we put the call out, I'm sure you guys got some of the same sort of responses. I had some. Dolis being DFA, yep. Chatwood, yep. Rourke, all these guys that kind of, Hand. you know, were disasters. Th- yeah, disasters throughout the season. Some people were joking as one of the best moments of the season when they were um, cut from the Blue Jays, essentially. But no, my best moment from this season, actually from the same series as yours, Bryson, um, that 18-4 to win was on the Sunday of that four-game set. My best moment is from the day after the Monday game of that four-game set. I went to three of those four games 
in Boston, and it was awesome to see. The only game they won was that 18-4 game, but on the Monday game, it was 1-0 Red Sox for much of the game. The Blue Jays are down to, I think it was their final out in the top of the ninth inning. And, of course, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is up, and he hits a home run over the Green Monster. Um, and I was there with my mom, and it was just an incredible moment. We talked about all the emotions of watching ball games, but just sitting there and, you know, kind of being dejected the whole game because the Blue Jays are losing. It's a very boring game after the game that I just watched the day before where the Blue Jays won 18-4. to um, Sitting there and then having that home run go over the Green Monster and having everyone around us being depressed essentially and my mom and I are just jumping up and down and screaming and um, just a moment of pure elation and um, honestly if I look back at this season I think that's might be my favorite moment because um, it's just a memory that I'm going to cherish for quite a long time so that goes into the book says my top moment from this season and didn't quite make the cut I don't think anyone requested that home run um, but I just think it was such a special moment personally and then also Dan Shulman's call on top of that was incredible for that moment. So that leads us to the number one moment on our list. And I think everyone can predict what it is as we haven't mentioned it so far, but it's the Blue Jays comeback against the Oakland Athletics. And he drives it to left field and he has tied it. six runs here in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game again the 2-2 fastball hit high and deep to left field and the Blue Jays win it so this game was definitely the moment that everyone said was their top thing from the season. Um, it's a story, the story of this game I think is going to be told for years and years. The Blue Jays, at this point in the season when this game happened, they're kind of dead in the water. We declared them dead a few series prior to this one. Um, they had won two series since then, but still wasn't really enough to make a real comeback push. Um, and then they do this. Then they have this game. They're down 8-2 to two with four outs left and only one batter on. Um, they strike in a matter of minutes, literally 13 minutes. I went back and watched the game and timed it from the moment the ball hit the bat of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, to score that first run to make it eight to three to the moment when Lourdes Goriel Jr. hit his grand slam. It was 13 minutes. It just changed on a dime. The dynamic of this game from being down six runs to tying it. Um, and that includes a pitching change in there. Um, it was really five batters to go from eight to two to eight to eight. And it was just a wild ride. Um, and one observation from this game, um, the batter before Gurriel's grand slam is Alejandro Kirk. And he fouled a ball off that was one row back in the seats on the third base side. It was one row back. Like the Blue Jays were a matter of feet away from blowing this game and from everything turning on its head. And potentially, you know, this is a game that started the eight game win streak for the Blue Jays. So if this game doesn't go their way, who knows what happens? Um, one row back, a couple feet. Um, instead, Kirk walks. Um, the bases are loaded, so he walks in a run. And then the Guriel Grand Slam, as we know. Uh, but the Jays don't finish the job. It's still tied 8-8. They go top nine. The Athletics score two runs on a Mark Canna home run. And at this point, I feel like the season is over for real. Like, they just had this amazing comeback, the most electrifying comeback you'll ever see. And then they blow it, right? And I don't know about you guys, but... Um, when they were down 8-2, to two, I kind of shut the game off. Um, I don't normally do that, but it was a Friday night. I didn't want to waste my night watching the Blue Jays lose 8-2. to two. I pull out my phone, you know, just a couple minutes later, 8-8. to eight, And, of course, I'm on my phone. I'm out of the house. I can't watch the game, but I keep tabs on it. And then that Mark Canna home run, again, I say, okay, well, game over. Nothing's happening. Put my phone away, and then I pull it out just in time to see the Marcus Simeon home run, three-run bomb, in the bottom of the ninth to win 11-10. to One of the most electrifying and wild games you'll ever see. Um, and even after this game, I feel like this game wouldn't be so special in hindsight as it is now if the Jays hadn't won. I think it was six more games because that was their second win in a row at that point. It wouldn't be as special if they didn't go on that run after that game. But this game, being as wild as it was and as special as it was, combined with the 
the the streak after and what happened after and how special that final few days and weeks of the season was. This moment certainly tops the list for us, probably for a lot of Blue Jay fans out there. See, I don't feel as bad for turning the game off anymore because I'll be completely honest, I was watching it and then I was streaming it on my phone because I was out as well. And I was like, yeah, okay, 8-2. to two, I have... Yeah, I'm a Blue Jay fan, obviously, th- uh, no matter what, but t- the last thing I want to do is watch a blowout on a Friday night. And then out of nowhere, uh, I used to use the one of, this one app to get my sports notifications, and it would notify me if the bases were loaded. And so I've switched apps now, So I and I didn't get that notification. And out of nowhere, I just see Blue Jay score. And I think, if I remember correctly, so that was the Grand Slam, obviously, four runs. They had scored two or whatever it was. So I got the message that they, it was like, eight to two or eight to three or whatever it was. I was like, yeah, okay. You know, it's the bottom of the eighth. Maybe nothing happens. And then I get another message. I see blue Jay score. And then I see the score. I was like, is, is this a typo or like, is this a misprint or something? Like I see eight to eight. And basically my phone was, was yanked out of my pocket instantly to watch that. So unfortunately I didn't see the home run live, but I watched the entire ending of that game and it, I, I watched Blue Jays in 30 probably for six straight hours after that. Like it just, that was easily one of my favorite moments of, of the season. And I agree with a lot of people and pretty much everyone that said that it just, the one thing that gets to me a little bit is you hear Dan Shulman at the end say, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs, this is one of those games you look back on and they didn't end up making the playoffs, but this is still one of those games you look back on. And had they have made it, as you said, Mark, they, if if the win streak was two or three games or maybe even four, we probably don't look at it as as important of a situation as it was. But you know, all throughout really that that last third of the season, the Barrios acquisition, the the Robbie Ray just dominating the home run derby, or excuse me, the All Star Game MVP, like all these things coming back to Toronto turned this this season around really. And this was another one of those things because obviously they won so many games and. If I remember correctly, I don't even think this, I think it was like the last couple days of August or something. So they go into September just on the highest of highs. And it just, it it started what ended up to be a very, very tight wildcard race. And it just, I'm not going to say playoffs again, but it's one of those things where it just, it felt so good. And had the team have been able to win go on to the playoffs that would definitely be a a situation where you say okay yeah well they were obviously out like the Springer game where he hit that home run they were out of it they come back they get that those those uh those home runs and even really and like they were down again like they tied the game and then they were down and then Marcus Simeon comes back with that home run and you're thinking they had the first two guys on and you're like "It, it just felt as if they were gonna do something there the first two guys get on and then Simeon takes I think it was who Sergio Ramos I think it was if I'm not mistaken yeah he took him deep yeah that was the second time I think this season that they've taken Ramos deep or at least rocked him up or roughed him up but great thing to see and and really it's one of those things like if you look back on probably some of the greatest moments in Blue Jay history greatest calls like the touch them all Joe or the the there she goes with with uh with uh, Jose Bautista in the bat flip. I know we've just passed the six year mark. Like this was one of those things where you look back and you say, this is one of those top moments. And just to hear, and he drives it to left field by Dan Shulman, or then you hear at the very end, it sounded, I don't know how Dan Shulman had a voice the next day, just screaming and the blue Jays win it. It was one of the greatest moments of the season. And wish that things could have continued because this team is just, it's so fun to watch and they have a lot of firepower. And so, I understand and I agree with a lot of people saying that this was the greatest moment of the season because it seemed as if everything was about to go wrong and then in a matter of a few minutes it just it turned completely around and Alec Manoa didn't have a great start but that didn't matter he was still at the forefront of that celebration because this team is together they win together and it just it, one of easily the greatest moment of this season and probably the greatest moment of of probably the last 5 or 6 years uh, yeah, I mean, just to the highlight for me too was how or where the Jays sat. I mean, entering the series, so they were five games back of the uh, the Red Sox and six and a half back of the Yankees when the series started. They were also behind the they were also behind Oakland and Seattle in the wild card race. So this is when we all kind of thought it was over, right? This was uh, pretty much when it all started, and of course, it was after that road trip and everything like that when everything kind of fell apart. 
And then all of a sudden, it was kind of the turning point of the series uh, when the Jays kind of spoiled Sergio Romo uh, to kind of get back at them there and uh, to win the to come back and do what they did. It definitely was a great comeback for me for uh, for sure. I just look at it of where they sat and everything like that. And um, you know, as much as it is ranked here, I think I have to agree with Mark. If Mark, you still agree with that? Of the Jays returning home is still my top moment of the season. Something uh, I think is ahead of this, but either way. This comeback against the Oakland A's is definitely up there for me, at least one or two for sure. And um, it's just crazy to see. And we were mentioning all throughout the last uh, few hours is that it was just one after another of these comeback moments that they had at Rogers Center. So that's something for sure that we're going to remember for a long time. And it definitely was the turning point of them to make that to make that last push towards the playoffs. Unfortunately, they fell a game short, but definitely was one of those turning points. So I'm, I'm glad we got this list out of the way. And before I hand it over to you, Mark, I just have a quick idea or kind of a quick recommendation for the our top moments for next year. Maybe, you know, kind of a year okay. away now, we're, we're going to be talking about 2022. If it all turns out and works out well for the Jays, my top moment of 2022 will be the amount of times Jacob said this episode that the Jays are going to be in the World <laughs> Series. I'm just saying, I already have my moment for next year, if it all works out. I'm yeah. telling you, it's going to happen if, eventually. If we took a shot every time Jacob said <laughs> the Blue Jays are going to win the World Series, we would not, not be in the right mental state to record this podcast. I can probably tell you that much. But... Probably wouldn't even be alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we've been sitting here for far too long, so we're going to wrap the podcast up there. But thank you to everyone who submitted their picks for the top moments of the 2021 season and for everyone who's endured our podcast and our countdown of our picks and our ordering for the top 10 moments of the 2021 season. It's been a blast. And looking back on these moments, I think – Helps us look at, you know, the entirety of 162 games. You can break it into quite a few amazing times for the Blue Jays, and we certainly enjoyed all of it. Next week, we'll be back and depressed and talking about the worst 10 moments of the 2021 season. But until then, we're going to enjoy the high of the top 10 moments, and we'll catch you then. Catch